Hello, the ladies and gentlemen. We are back with Daniel Mulligan. How's it going, Dan? How are you? Hey, there, my man, buddy. How are you? How's it going? Life is great, and we are going on basically pursuing all of our goals. Today's a very special day because uh, recently uh, the coronavirus was announced as a pandemic. Understand that it doesn't uh, basically uh, somehow, uh, if, if you want to look at this issue, it's not going to be that simple for something to be called a pandemic. It takes right. a lot of uh, basically global reaching and damage for something to be called a pandemic. And that's exactly what happened right now. So officially, coronavirus is now a pandemic, which means all nations, uh, as well as the United Nations, have to work together to actually resolve this issue. Kind of like Ebola, but much worse than that, because now it's reached all parts of the world. And we're seeing major, major uh, changes in the world economy and politics. As you know me, I work in international business. And yeah. somebody like me probably will be the one who will be hurt uh, a little bit more than the average person because I have uh, different companies and organizations and, you know, sources of income in different countries and different currencies. So now we are seeing a very, very tough, uh, basically, a couple of uh, months, probably a year or so ahead and in different countries. So it's, it's a very tough time. But fortunately, I kind of like the challenge. I mean, I never chose uh, the field of entrepreneurship and business if I didn't like challenges. Yeah. So we're going to face with a lot of great challenges ahead. I'm ready for it. And we're excited to face with the new challenges. Of course, it, it's definitely not going to be easy. And many people around the world will lose their jobs and we're going to have some economic difficulties ahead. But still, I believe that that's part of life. Part of life is to deal with all the challenges and difficulties. And I'm ready for all the challenges ahead. And let's see what happens. We're going to hopefully kick the ass of this coronavirus in a couple of months, maximum a year, and it's going to be okay. Yeah, that's good. Glad to hear that you're up for the challenge. I mean, nobody, you know, hopes for this to happen, but you know, you you got to do do what you got to do. Oh, so, of course. yeah. So, um, no, that's good. That's good to hear. And if we, we definitely want people like uh, yourself. I mean, not you're not necessarily in the medical area, but we want the same mentality in the medical uh, area. And I'm sure they're overworked, especially in the countries that are being hit the most at this point and exactly. uh, and so yeah that's that's great to know but i gotta uh, say something Fujix, because the u.s now we officially have thousands of cases unfortunately deaths are going up and uh, donald trump announced uh, a new initiative basically to deal with this issue and now in the u.s we basically are dealing with a serious uh, outbreak uh, and but i'm actually quite surprised that canada is currently off the radar and you guys don't seem to be having a lot of trouble and it makes well, me wonder what's going on here. <laughs> no, as of yesterday, I think there were uh, around a hundred cases, so it's not too too bad, but it's not um, it's not great either. Um, let me actually. I think I'm even checking. viruses are nicer in Canada. Like literally, like people in Canada <laughs> are very nice. Like yeah. you punch <laughs> in the face. It's like, oh, uh, is, is everything okay? Sorry, is, is your hands okay? Like, like yeah. literally, yeah. like uh, in Canada, everybody is nice. Like you, you, if you punch right. a Canadian. <laughs> He wonders whether your fist is okay, and I'm yeah. guessing that the virus is in Canada. Like, uh, well, you know, I'm I'm Corona, but you're I'm a Canadian of Corona, so like maybe I should not hurt your immune system. So I'm just gonna walk away. Bye for now. It's gonna be and a, well, yeah, <laughs> no, no, but 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 I think I'm, I'm I'm waiting for it. I I don't think it's gonna be like like this um, for a very long time. Actually, I'm looking. So by the way, I just for the sake of uh, giving the correct so we're recording on the 12th of march just for anybody listening whenever you're listening and oh, as of the what? day of the recording there is 118 people um total cases 
And uh, there's eight new cases actually as of today. So, so wow. it's, it's, so it's getting there. We usually yeah. publish them like after about a week or so. So I'm guessing by the time you listen to this, probably Canada is yeah. also joining the party. Yeah, probably. I wouldn't be surprised if it, I would be surprised if it wasn't, uh, at least to a degree. Well, now it's it's a global pandemic. Yeah. As I mentioned earlier, like it should be something quite serious for it to be called a pandemic. People just don't call things pandemics if it, if it right. wasn't that serious. Yeah. And uh, because of this, definitely it's going to affect every single country around the world. It'll affect certain industries much more than the others. And uh, yeah. let's say uh, hospitality, tourism, traveling, airlines, and many other industries will be hurt a lot more. Well, at the same mm -hmm. time, some other industries will be like understaffed, like um, let's say healthcare, for example, medical yeah. equipments and all those things. We'll see. But hopefully it's going to be okay. And uh, this is not going to be the first time. If you re, uh, yeah. you know uh, somehow uh, want to know more about this, read the book uh, Homo Sapiens uh, by Noah Harari. And uh, we as a species have dealt with such plagues throughout the history of humanity again and yeah. again. So it's not going to be a major problem. Yeah. And uh, also for people who are interested um, now, our podcast itself might that we had on the subject might not be quite relevant to the new developments, but I keep updating the, on the in the description. So if you go on the website itself, in the description section, you will see new links to new podcasts that are relevant to day-to-day uh, -day, uh, conversations. Again, they soon become obsolete, perhaps, because things change very rapidly in this space. Exactly. But I keep updating these uh, other relevant po podcasts that come along, and the, the, top, the higher one at the top of the chain will be the most recent one. So definitely check it out if you're interested. Uh, however, actually, we're not talking about the subject today. Um, exactly. Yeah, we're talking about something actually quite interesting uh, as a subject, uh, not too relevant to the subject at, heart, at hand, but definitely relevant in our day-to-day -day life. And the subject goes, you're, I hear this from you, so this is what caused uh, the subject to come to mind. Uh, I hear this from you a lot, and you say always, your ambitions must match your work ethic. And and that's a very interesting um your, sorry, I said that thing, your ambition, your ambition must match your work ethic. And that's a very Absolutely. interesting, right. And that's a very interesting subject for, for many, many reasons. But one of the things that um, I think is very interesting to me is because if you're, if you have high ambition, first of all, in order to achieve them, you really need to work hard at them. Mm -hmm. But the part, the point that becomes a little bit scary is that when we see these examples, not numerously, but there are like we can't think of a few every now and again that we we see very ambitious people, but they lack work ethic, and in many cases they get depressed and you know uh, or uh, many many mental issues. But in many cases they become unethical, and I'm not talking about the, like they steal from somebody or they they cheat or they that's and right. that's a disaster. So uh, you don't you don't want that you don't want any of those two scenarios. So you're an ambitious person. You have the fuel to go, you have the potential to go about it. You just need the fuel. If you don't have the fuel, now you're depressed in a state of emergency. Personally, or um, that person can become uh, unethical and do business in an unethical way. I'm saying business ambition can be in anything really, but absolutely, um, yeah. So uh, what drives you to mention this uh, this subject and this specific sen sentence? Over and over uh, again. What what is what is it with with this sentence that is uh, dear to you? Well, as you probably have seen, and uh, a lot of basically my kind of also have seen that on social media, 
I talk a lot about this because I believe in the modern world, it's so much easier to look at other people who are doing better than you. And unfortunately, the other problem with social media nowadays is that people tend to exaggerate. Uh, one of the most common, uh, basically, uh, activities on social media is to exaggerate things about yourself, to exaggerate your wealth by doing things like renting, I don't know, a uh, super uh, you know, duper Lamborghini and then you know, showing some, you know, making a video and all that stuff, or by doing certain things that you generally cannot afford on a regular basis, but you can afford like maybe once in your life, perhaps by spending all of your savings, probably also going and using some credit card and doing certain things and putting on an Instagram to say like, well, I am rich. While uh, the majority of the people who are truly rich who can afford those things actually don't even show those things, even if they you know, do have the chance to do all those things. So because of this, we're living in a world where we're always comparing what we got and what we've accomplished and what we have with other people. And this inevitably makes us to think about, well, why, why shouldn't I have that too? And here's the good story. You see, I believe that every single one of us can aspire to be the most successful person we can be. And there is no shortage of success. You see, there's this, you know, old, uh, super wrong approach towards economics that says in order for one to win, the other one has to lose or something, right? And that's completely wrong because that leads to the scarcity mindset that a lot of haters and negatives, you know, naysayers and negative people have. But in reality, there is no shortage of basically money, wealth, success, and any other, you know, in, in any aspect of life, whether it is to become a very fast runner, to play the piano, to lose weight, to, I don't know, perhaps learn a new art. There is no shortage of success in the world. But unfortunately, we have been taught at a very young age that if I want to win, then I will make other people look bad. And that creates this culture of fake show-offs. People who don't have certain you know, uh, abilities attempt to show off with those things. Or they don't have, you know, the money, but they, you know, show, oh, I'm always traveling and I'm, I, I got all this stuff, basically. So that is why I believe that uh, in the modern world, it's a lot easier to be ambitious. Because, I mean, if you are around people who at least even at a, at a fake level, they show off, you kind of feel like, well, I kind of want, want that. Too. I mean, what is so special about this guy or this girl that I don't have? And the answer is nothing. Whatever anybody else has done, you can do as well. Whatever that cool girl or that cool boy has done, you can do it as well. That's, there's no doubt about it because uh, you can learn whatever they've done and you know, have the same results. If you look at somebody who's like, wow, this guy is a multimillionaire at a very young age. Well, anybody can be a multimillionaire at a young age if they have the right education and they you know, keep working at it, right? Or it's like, wow, look at that girl. She dresses so nice and she always has these cool photos with a lot of followers. Well, every girl can dress nice and get a lot of followers on social media. The key is uh, whether or not you want to be the same person too, which is why I always say that your ambition, that is your desire for more, more success, more achievements, uh, basically more, whatever the things that you consider to be important for you, right? Maybe your ambition is to travel the world. Maybe it is to learn a lot of different instruments. Maybe it is to be an artist. Maybe it's to contribute to the world or become the next Nobel Prize basically winner or whatever it is. Whatever ambition you got, the fact of the matter is that that ambition is nothing more than just motivation. And as we are, you know, mentioned uh, throughout this uh, podcast many times over, it's not just about your motivation. It's about your action. And if you have the motivation but do not take any action with it, then that motivation will disappear and you will be left with nothing. And because of this, I believe that, and I emphasize all the time, that your ambition must match your uh, action and your hard work and how much uh, you're willing to put in to achieve that.
And once you have both, then there's nothing. There's nothing that you cannot accomplish. There's no limit on what you can do. Uh, but unfortunately, without it, you will just delude yourself. You will feel very uh, jealous, unhappy. You're always going to compare yourself and say, like, oh, look at that guy. That guy's nothing. I'm much better. Well, if you are better, then why don't you do something about it, right? Every, there's no doubt that you could be better than him, but why don't you put in the hard work? And because of this, I emphasize on the issue of matching that level of ambition and desire for success with some hard work. Because uh, whoever you see, even the ones who are faking it, I mean, the guy who, I don't know, goes and rents a Lamborghini uh, and uh, starts showing off driving it, he still has to put in the hard work to fake that stuff. I mean, literally, he has to just go like first rent it and then, you know, hire a cameraman, start recording it, then edit it and all those things. So even those who are faking it, they still got to put in some effort to fake it. But how about the guy who's just sitting you know, uh, behind his uh, basically, uh, let's say, computer and doing nothing? Just, oh, look at these guys. Oh, what I got nothing. Well, you got to do something, right? And because of this, I believe that effort and action is really what leads to uh, a happy and fulfilling life. And it's not just, you know, having mere ambitions or desires. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But and you mentioned the the guy with the Lamborghini, fake Lamborghini. Well, not the Lamborghini is fine, but he doesn't necessarily There's own it. There's nothing fake about Lamborghini. <laughs> we love the Lamborghinis. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, so I hear uh, quite a good chunk of people uh, think and believe that well, sometimes you gotta fake it until you make it, or this helps your image, or this helps bring in the business and the actual money. How, what what are your thoughts on that? Well, again. I'm not against faking it till you're making it because, well, guess what? This is one of the very basic uh, laws of success, which I have learned long time ago, basically, from my teachers. There's nothing wrong with faking it till you make it because, let's be honest, everything that you've ever done began this way. Like, whether it was to learn a foreign language, whether it was to start a business, whether it was to lose weight. I mean, the first day you went to the gym and you saw all these cool guys with this, you know, very fit bodies, it was like... Oh, shit. Yeah, well, well, what am I doing here, man? What am I doing here? So during the first few days you were at the gym, you had to fake being an athlete or you had to fake being fit at least until you got into the, you know, the rhythm and the routines and you start actually, you know, losing weight and gaining muscle. Whether when you start learning a foreign language, uh, let's say, I don't know, you want to learn French. So you got to start faking it a little bit. Like uh, they ask you, do you speak French? You have to say, well, yes, I do. Well, in, rather you don't do, but you have to say it until you start speaking enough and then you get better and better. The same goes with wealth. The same thing goes with sales. The same thing goes with everything else. So I'm not against fake it till you make it because those who are not at all willing to fake it probably will are also are not willing to do anything to get it, right? But the, uh, the fact of the matter is we want to go beyond just faking it and we want to start by faking it but not spend the rest of our lives faking. That's a problem. So yes, let's say you are, you know, a young man and you want to just, you know, attract some followers and you want people to think that you're wealthier than you are. So you just drive that, you know, Lamborghini and say, yeah, well, I got a cool me method to get, make you, help you guys make money. Well, yeah, but you're 21 years old and uh, I don't know, you, you have no clear background and you want people to somehow think that you have some sort of success. I think that's okay. But if you want to do that for the rest of your life or for many years, then there's going to be some some problems out there. So fake it till you make it. It's not fake it till you friggin' die. It's fake it and then gradually keep working at it and get away from faking and move towards making, which requires you to gradually start living that. 
So yes, you can fake it by saying, yes, I speak French on your third or fourth session, uh, let's say. Uh, but you cannot keep faking it, in, you know, until, uh, let's say, uh, the 20th or the 30th session, right? The same thing goes with fitness, the same thing goes with business. So at some point, you need results. And that is why to get those results, you have to put in the hard work to actually get the results. Because you don't want to fake it for the rest of your life, man. I'm not, again, Daniel Morgan is not against faking it until you make it. Because everyone I know who has ever succeeded, those whom I have mentored and those who I've seen, basically, they were the ones who started by faking it. And eventually, through hard work, through mentorship, and through dedication, eventually they had to somehow uh, stop faking it because they already had the results. And once you have the results, you don't have to fake it anymore, right? So, but here's the point. How do you do that? How do you stop being fake? By simply keep continuing on the journey and keep putting the hard work and keep learning and boom, all of a sudden, you've lost the weight and you got the muscle. All of a sudden, your knowledge of uh, French has gone from, I don't know, five words to 15,000 words. All of a sudden, your net worth has gone from under debt to first paid all the debts and then a little bit of savings and boom, now you've got a couple hundred thousand dollars in your bank account. So this is the process, but this process takes time, energy, and effort. And in order to do that, you have to put in the hard work. And if you don't do that, unfortunately, you will remain at that faking stage. And then at some point, you're like, ah, I, you give up because nobody wants to be fake. Nobody wants to fake wealth or status or ability or relationships. Nobody likes to do that. I mean, it's not necessarily a good feeling. So you have to, at some point, stop faking it. And how do you do that? By taking action and by getting the results that you somehow supposedly had in the past. And then now you can stop faking it because, dude, you got it. Gal, you got it. You got the results. You got the boyfriend. You got the girlfriend. You got the uh, card. You got Now you got it. And now you don't have to fake it anymore, right? And because of this, you got to focus on taking action. And uh, only then you can actually uh, really make it. Because I don't believe that fake until you make it means you have to fake it forever. I also mean that you, know, you have to just uh, fake it and then say like, okay, well, at some point it'll be real. No, you have to make your... Uh, basically, uh, you know, your goal, a target that is so important that every single day you want to make it less fake and more real. And that requires dedication. That requires hard work. That requires discipline. And without those, you will remain fake forever. And then eventually you give up. So why not just take action and start by faking and then move step by step, patiently and with dedication and discipline towards making. That's what I'm really talking you know, all about. And that's what I really like to do uh, for myself and what I recommend others will, of course, to do as well. All right. That makes a lot of sense. Now, my other question for you is that um, from your perspective, where does this work ethic come from? Is it natural to you? Is it part of your genes? Can you develop it? How does this become? So let's say if, I'm, if, I, if I don't have that ethic or that work ethic, rather, uh, how do I go about And I, I want it. I want to be working a lot, but I'm just lazy or whatever you want to call it, or I just don't feel like it, or I'm busy or any, any kind of reason that one might have of the few that you can, um, that comes to your mind, what are your, uh, advice or what you have to say to people to help them develop this work ethic? Very well. First of all, great question, Pujix. Very great question. And you, you mentioned, what if you feel like you're lazy? You see, as Tony Robbins uh, said a couple of times in his uh, uh, seminars, you can never be lazy. If you feel like you're lazy, it means you simply have impotent goals. Goals that do not simply excite you. They don't really give you motivation. Nobody is lazy for doing the things that they like. 
Right now, ask yourself, what are some things that you can do for hours and hours effortlessly? And you're like, dude, three hours just, wow, just went by, right? So the point is, we don't have uh, basically any issue with laziness. People are not lazy. People simply lack the kind of goals that excite them. Because laziness is simply a lack of desire to do something. And if you have a lack of desire to do something, it means the goal is not the right goal for you. I mean, right now, if I think for myself right now, there are a lot of good things that I could be doing. I mean, the Daniel who's always motivated and energetic and ready and go for it and is always, you know, a high up in the mountain somewhere shouting, screaming. There are a lot of goals that if you ask me right now, I will feel lazy. For example, if you ask me to watch a TV series or even a full movie for 95 minutes, I don't know, 100, 100 minutes, I will be lazy. After about 20 minutes, like, guys, could we like not watch the movie? Could we like do something else? Why? Because for me personally, watching a movie, sitting down, I don't know, passively for one hour and a half, two hours and watching a movie, it's just not something that I find interesting. So I will be lazy, quote unquote, to watch a movie. Now, the same thing applies to somebody else. Now, right now, Pujas, you're a physicist. But I remember when I was younger, I was also a bit lazy when it came to my physics and math, for example, practices, because I didn't like them very much, you see? So it depends on your value system. So the same Daniel, who is not lazy at all when it comes to pursuing his dreams in business and basically in life and education, somehow feels lazy when it comes to, let's say, perhaps, I don't know, doing some you know, very fancy equations or watching a movie or something. This, this simply means that if you want to get over your laziness, you have to simply design a smart lifestyle. Now, what is a smart lifestyle? I define a smart lifestyle as a lifestyle that does not try to change your core self because that's really not possible. I mean, our entire podcast, as well as my personal brand is about personal development. So Personal development is like the work of my life, but I'm telling you right now, personal development and transformation is not becoming someone new. It's becoming more of what you already have and less of what you do not want to have. But ultimately, we as humans are not necessarily going to be fully uh, transformed in a few, let's say, decades of existence because this goes back to, you know, uh, infant psychology, the first seven years of your life, your personality, your genetics, your hormonology, all those things. So the purpose of personal development is not to make you somebody that you're not. It is rather to help you design a smart lifestyle that makes use of your natural interests, talents, and abilities, reduces your involvement with the things you are not naturally good at. And trust me, no matter how smart you might be, there are things that you suck at. Everybody does. I do it. Pujas does it. We all, there are things, and unfortunately, there are more things that we suck at and the things that we're good at. Let's just, it's just a fact of life, 80-20, right? It's called the 80-20 rule. So a good lifestyle, therefore, is not a lifestyle where you just do what the successful people do and you copy them. Rather, it is a lifestyle that is designed, I want to emphasize the word design, that is designed based upon your unique talents and abilities, what you are good at, and equally what you're not good at. And once you do that, then you'll be a lot happier. So, for example, let's say I give an example about, uh, you know, for example, physics. Right now, we're in this podcast. Our producer, Pujix, he's a cool guy. I'm looking at this photo right now with a cool suit and the tie. <laughs> fully shaved and like really, you know, awesome dude. And I'm seeing this photo right now. This guy is a physicist. 
And this guy enjoys physics a lot more than I do. I'm sure about that. I mean, he's just chosen this field, right? Now, why? Because he's smart? Of course he's smart. But is it just because of his intelligence or because he actually finds this field meaningful? So, Pujis, let me ask you, how lazy do you feel about studying physics on a regular basis? I mean, I honestly, they're like, okay, so I have to give a little bit of caveat. Like, I don't love the gruesome work that goes through it, but there's some degree of um, the, the feeling, the, the meaning, actually, as you mentioned, that comes after that work that is um, so pleasurable that encourages me to do the work. You but, see, yeah. Of course, it's not going to be easy. I don't ask you it's going to be like super easy, but you find it meaningful. You see, we always make effort yeah. for the things that we find meaningful, right? And if you ask me to become a physicist like Pujix, I would say just hit the road, Jack. It's not going to happen. So the point is, we need to, of course, now you have right now a certain level of uh, motivation, Pujix. But I promise you that if you look deeper right. inside, and then he asked yourself, what are the things that I really love doing and I'm really good at? Because understand this, it's not just about what you like or you think you like doing, but also what you're good at. Maybe you really like basketball, but you are, I don't know, 5'5". Five, five. Maybe that's possible, but probably not. Maybe like maybe others could try volleyball or something, but not basketball, right? So the point is, you want to somehow ask yourself, what am I good at? What are my weaknesses? I mean, let's be honest, maybe you're extremely introverted and shy. So having a, let's say, a career in politics, sales, business, probably is not for you, right? And uh, because of this, people generally talk about laziness because they don't have the goals that really excite them. Once you design a lifestyle based upon your true talent and abilities, and more importantly, once you know that what you're doing is meaningful, because as Pooja said right now, even if you love what you do, you can't love what you do 100% of the time. Here's... Right here, Daniel Mogg, I want to give you a secret that a lot of high achievers don't often share, but is a fact. Even if you find your career that truly suits you, that you really love doing, there is no such thing as a job, career, lifestyle, relationship, or anything that you can love 100% of the time because life is not perfect. Whatever career you choose, whatever relationship you have, whatever path you take in life, whatever activity you can never possibly love all of it. It's just impossible. If you do, you're lying to yourself. However, when I say doing what you love, I mean something that does not at least make you feel miserable. Because I'm sure, you know, there are some activities, some people, you know, go to school, for example, and they really feel miserable. You should not be at school. You should be out there selling, right? On the other hand, people go to school and they don't feel very miserable, but, you know, like, I, I kind of wish I could spend less time. That's okay. That's normal. But if you, something is making you feel miserable, then you probably should change your field. But also know that if you found what you really love, don't expect it to be always this huge, gigantic, wonderful, never-ending source of uh, pleasure. This spring of life that comes to you every single day. It's not like that. Nobody's like that. I've talked to a lot of people who love what they do, and they say, like, oh, man, stuff has to do when I go to work. So that's quite normal. Because everything that is done again and again and again at some point becomes a bit boring. It's normal but ultimately meaningful. So doing what you love isn't just enjoying your work all the time. People like, you know, I'm like, damn, so I should like really enjoy. Well, there's no job in the world that I can do that I will always enjoy. You're not supposed to have the kind of job. Nobody enjoys his or her work every single second, every single day for the rest of their lives. It's impossible. However, do you enjoy most of what you do at least? 
do you enjoy it regularly enough? You say, dude, I'm sick today. Well, when, if you're sick, you, there's nothing in the world that you can enjoy. Literally nothing. So, of course, you're not, you're not going to enjoy your work. But if you don't enjoy work on a very, you know, you know, somehow serious and chronic level, then yeah, I mean, you got a problem here, right? So because of this, the first step to getting over laziness is to design a lifestyle that you truly like. And of course, that's not all there is. The second one is, as you mentioned yourself, Fujix, you gave the answer already. It's the vision, the commitment, and the discipline. Because there are times even when Pujix does not want to go through the equations, like, oh, gosh, uh, who cares what, what Newton said, man? The apple fell somewhere. I don't care where the apple fell, man. Take it easy. <laughs> All right. So the apple fell here or there. I don't know, man, what speed. Who the fuck cares, right? Even there are times when Pujix will say, I don't, I don't care what the fuck Newton said. I don't know. But the point is, he believes the work is meaningful and he pushes through. And because of this, no matter how much you love what you do, there will always come a moment where you got to push. You got to push yourself and you got to push negativity and pessimism out. And only then you can achieve it. That's what, what I call discipline, which is why discipline lies at the root of success. And what is discipline? We've already discussed this a couple of times in our you know, programs. Discipline is the ability to make yourself do what you know you should do whether you feel like it or not, whether you like it or not, this is discipline. So no matter how much you love what you do, there will be days when you wake up like, oh, God, damn. Maybe you had too much drink last night. Maybe you didn't eat very well. Maybe you just, you know, uh, caught a flu. No, no coronavirus. You caught just a normal flu, just a normal flu. Take it easy. Not everything that you have. Oh, my gosh, I got coronavirus. <laughs> it's not like that. It's not like that. Just, you got something, right? So you don't feel okay. That's normal. That's normal. But. The fact of the matter is that during those days when you don't feel like going to work, during those days when Pooja doesn't want to you know, do the equations or when Daniel doesn't want to go to meetings or when, I don't know, this guy doesn't want to play the piano, during those days when you don't feel like it, you got to say, if I don't want it, then I should. And if I should, then I must. So let's do it. And that is the second pillar of success and ambition. It's that you have the discipline and you have the knowledge in advance you know that no matter how much you love your job right now or how much you love pursuing your goal right now, there will be a time was like, gosh, I'm just tired of all these equations. I'm tired of all these phone calls and meetings. I'm tired of all. There will be these moments for everybody. But during those moments, you tell yourself, all right, I remember what Daniel said. You got to be disciplined. So what does, what does it mean to do what I know basically I should do when I should do it, whether I feel like it or not? whether I like it or not. All right, I should do it right now, so let's damn do it. God damn you, Daniel, for making me doing this. And ultimately, you start doing it, right? So that's another important factor as well. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think, um, um, I mean, there's a degree of talent in everything, of course, but uh, that aside, I think the only difference that makes, uh, the only thing that makes the difference between being the top master and a great, like, accomplished person in a certain field is how much of the time that you actually don't want to do it, you do it, no matter what. Exactly. So, so I think, uh, I'm, and, I, and I got a lot of work to do in this area myself. I'm not claiming to be one of the top guys. No, I'm by far an average guy <laughs> in this realm. But um, I think it, I definitely, I've seen it in my own life, the times that I actually do put, put the work, even when I don't want it, it does make a huge difference. And that's, that's when you win. Because everybody does. If, if they're in the field that they like, everybody does. 
this, the, the amount that they like to do, that they feel like it. Well, so there's no competition exactly. there. The competition occurs exactly. after. Right. Absolutely. It's just kind of like, you know, I want to use the metaphor of uh, basically the gym going, because uh, as you know me, I like fitness. So it's kind of like, you know, yeah. uh, lifting weights. So everybody can, you know, they, they lift a couple of times, three, four, five, seven reps, eight reps, nine reps. But at some point, you feel like, oh, I can't push one more. And Arnold Schwarzenegger says, the champion is made at that moment when you don't feel like pushing for one more rep, but you just push anyway, right? That's how a champion is built. And uh, another one, one of my mentors, uh, Muhammad Ali, uh, who was you know, one of the greatest boxers of all time, because I myself, when I was a teenager, my first uh, sport that I really did with passion was boxing, and I love boxing so much. So Muhammad Ali has always been one of my uh, basically mentors since a very young age. And Ali said, whenever I was exercising, I never counted basically the number of reps I did. I only started counting when I, when I started hurting. So like little, imagine like he wanted to do, for example, sit-ups, right? He would never start counting sit-ups until he first felt the pain. So just imagine maybe like he does I don't know, 20, 30 or something. And all of a sudden now it starts hurting. Now he says one, two, three, and he starts counting when it hurts. So this is a sports metaphor that we can use to everything else in life. Doing what you love, there's no doubt that Muhammad Ali loved training and exercising because he was a professional athlete. There's no doubt that Arnold liked to you know, exercise because he was a professional athlete. There's no doubt that, I don't know, uh, Pujas loves to study physics. There's no doubt that I like to do business or learn languages. But whatever we do, I mean, for me, I'm a polyglot. I have a knowledge of more than 33 languages you know, all over the world. And I'm not the best at all of them, but I keep practicing. But even there are times where I feel like, oh, gosh, I don't want to learn another goddamn new word. I'm tired. And the same thing applies to everything else, right? So you want to know that no matter how much you love something, there's going to be a moment when you don't feel like it. So during those moments, when I feel like, oh, no, I do not want to learn another new word. Then I remember my goal, which was one of being one of the best and top polyglots in the world, probably in the history. That's my target. So how could I be a top polyglot if I don't feel like learning a new word and don't learn it? So I push myself. That goal right in there, the goal that I have to be one of the you know, most renowned polyglots basically in the world, this is going to be my target. Like, let's push it, man. All right. Okay, no problem. Flashcards again. Let's go. And this is it. You want to have that for yourself. And you want to know whatever target you got, maybe it is to win the Nobel Prize, maybe it is to become financially independent, maybe it is to, I don't know, perhaps run a multi-million dollar business, maybe it is to find the girl that you want. I mean, literally, I, one of my friends was like, Dan, I'm, I'm tired of going on dates. If I see another girl, I'm just going to puke. I'm, I mean, I'm going on dates all the time. Like, how do you want to find the right girl for you? You got to keep pushing, man. You got to keep pushing. So the same thing applies to sales. Like, Dan, I don't want to make another phone call, man. I just, my hand hurts and I'm, I'm bored and sick. Like, dude, listen, you want to make the money? You got to call me. So life is like this. The difference between champions and the average is made. The, when the average says, I'm done, I'm fed up. But the champion says, I know, I'm fed up too, but I got to keep pushing. And only then, boom something magical happens. And that's when you start getting, you know, ex extraordinary results that you really want to have. Perfect. That, that makes a lot of sense. And, um, okay. So we're coming to the end of the show, which really quite past the end of the show, but, uh, is there anything that we left behind that you want to talk about? 
Well, first of all, I want to thank you, Pujix, for a great topic you chose. Basically, it was wonderful. Absolutely. Really liked it. And as we mentioned today, it was all about matching your ambition with high levels of action. Because ambition without action is the beginning of delusion and it's the beginning of just lying to yourself and being sorry for yourself and being negative and more importantly, being jealous uh, of those who have better, you know, than you do, right? So we said the best way to do that is to have the ambition, but then also take action. They mentioned, but Dan, what if I feel lazy? I don't feel like doing it. I gave two solutions. Number one, design a lifestyle and especially, you know, an approach towards life, whether it's uh, in your career, whether it's in your lifestyle relationship that truly suits who you are. Do not try to be Daniel. Do not try to be Pujix. Do not try to be Arnold. Be yourself. Everybody has a unique, you know, uh, you know, genetic makeup with a unique childhood and background. Maybe what you really want is to make the world a better place. Maybe you really want to do volunteering. You know, in some African countries, it doesn't matter what you want. It should be in alignment with your values and who you are. So design a lifestyle that truly interests you. That way you will be a lot more motivated and a lot less lazy. But then again, you found your calling. That's it. I'll always enjoy what I do and I will always be motivated. Of course not. There will be some days you don't even want to go to work. There will be some days you will hate what you do. No doubt about it. But that's temporary because you love what you do and eventually you, know, you feel better about it. During those days, we mentioned you have to actually be a lot more disciplined. And you have to tell yourself that I will do it even if I don't feel like it because it's for the greater good. And more importantly, because you know that this is a, you know, cyclical emotional feeling. Now I don't feel like it. A couple of days, I'm not going to love it again, right? So you keep pushing. And more importantly, you never stop trying to reach for the next level. And ultimately to do so is to have that vision, the goal that you really have that you see like, but why should I keep pushing? Because I want to win a Nobel Prize because I want to have a good family, because I want to you know, have a great body, because I, whatever it is that you want, because I want to make a million dollars, whatever it is, right? And that goal will give you then, you know, more motivation and more drive to keep pushing. And if you stick to it, hopefully you will achieve all your goals. Amazing. Thank you a lot, Dan, for joining us as always. My pleasure, buddy. And thank you to our listeners for yet again joining us in a great conversation with Dan. And until a later episode. Stay safe.